All right, hello everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this electrifying and invigorating episode of the Geek Garage Podcast. I'm your host, David, and joined with me is a extra special good friend of mine. Uh, he's been <laughs> featured on like two and a half episodes of the podcast, I believe. Two and a half that I can think of. If, maybe. Uh, yeah. Um, so welcome, Mr. Zach Zachary Wills. <laughs> Yeah, Zach Zachary Zach Wills. Yeah, you got Z- it. Zach Zachary Wills. That's mm-hmm. your entire full name. Zach um, Zach for short. Yes. Uh, so yeah, the the two and a half that the half that I was referring to was that fuck up that happened uh, where we um, it was something that had to do with the Better Call Saul episode that we oh, did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can't remember if there was some technical mishap or if. Like, I know we decided that it just ended up being way too long. And then I think we re-recorded it and we re-recorded because for some reason it it, it didn't take. And I I don't, I can't remember what happened. That was like a year or so ago. And I've I've slept since then. So there's no way I'm going to (laughs) remember. I've slept a lot since then. Good, sir. Um, But yeah, welcome back to the podcast. uh, First of all, thank you so much for, for coming back. No, and, uh, I appreciate it. It's a great opportunity. As a straight white man, I always appreciate a microphone and a platform to just say whatever I want to say. <laughs> what if I just started like that? I'm like, abortions! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just say the most awful things. Uh, right. Um, yeah, uh, that'd, be a, that'd be a great way. Let me insert my opinions of things that I have absolutely no room discussing (laughs) Um, my opinion uh, is the only one that matters yeah (laughs) uh if you see what what is what well i was gonna say like um uh white men we've had the floor for at least 400 years so maybe (laughs) i should just shut the fuck up (laughs) i'm bored (laughs) I don't want to do that. You know, I liked that so much. And when I really get into something and I did this with Hamilton too, when I really get into something, I like obsess about it and it's always on my mm-hmm. mind and I get to the point where I actually dream about it. So I wake up with like sexting his song sexting in my head is the one that's I'm not kidding the past like five days yes. it's in my head every time I wake up and that's just yeah. how my day starts. And I, I did the same thing with Hamilton because I was really into Hamilton when I discovered it like two years after everybody else because that's how I lived my life. But it was um, right. I, I, and I'm still doing it. Like I still listen to it in the car. Like if I have to do that to just get it out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, I know. It's funny you mention it because I know exactly what you mean. Like I will wake up in the morning and boom, like like I didn't even sleep at all like this just a song just clicks like there's a synchronicity between my eyes opening and then like a needle dropping on a on a record and it's like the initiation of my day and it's so weird like eyes open sexting (laughs) it isn't sex it's the next best thing sex a A T N T. Mine is I'm, I'm like dreaming about it before I wake up. That's why I like I had to stop watching The Walking Dead because I have such oh, okay. an active imagination that I actually started having zombie dreams. I had to quit oh, watching okay. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I thought cool. Well, 
I, I just like went on that rant where I was like, hey, someone else experiences this too. And you're just talking about dreams. I'm, I'm talking about like real fucking life. Uh, too and great. Um, well, uh, let's, uh, let's segue into <laughs> something that might not make me sound like such an ass. If you can. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try my darndest, good sir. Um, so... Initially, you know, we were talking about this a little bit before the episode kicked off. Like we initially planned for this to be an episode about some of the stuff that's been going on at Disney World mm-hmm. as of late. And uh, of course, we will get to that. But we start coming up with other like non-related talking points that were still in the the geek and nerd zeitgeist. And uh, we were like, fuck it, let's just, instead of it being like Disney and Star Wars uh, centric, we'll just make it our one of our nerdy news updates. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and here we are. So um, yeah, uh, just as always, uh, just knock out our little intro piece. Uh, thank you to our um, uh, current subscribers for uh, tuning back in uh, if if you are in fact tuning back in and you haven't regretted your decision uh, to <laughs> to continue listening to the podcast uh, thank you for choosing to continue to listen if this is your first time listening to the podcast sorry uh, i i should have started with you guys uh, because uh, now you're like what the fuck have i gotten myself into consider this your warning um they're not here anymore they're... <laughs> for the three of you that are here um, c- consider this a warning that there will be tangents and there will be a lot of bullshitting and just all around goofiness and silliness. And uh, if you're into that, then uh, you- you've come to the right place, friends. So and-, and thank you for deciding to give our podcast a chance. We greatly appreciate it. Yes, it's very kind. If you didn't tune out when I screamed abortion into the microphone. <laughs> You probably got they probably got a recommendation from a friend. Like, Abortion. <laughs> yeah, listen to that yeah, podcast uh, you sent. And this guy just screamed into the microphone. It was. <laughs> yeah, so we were actually talking about this last night in our what started as like a trial test run to make sure all your audio equipment was mm. working fine, and we just decided to publish it as a bonus episode. We were talking last night about how we as a general kind of like rule or guideline rule of thumb that we don't like, there's two taboo topics in on the podcast uh, that is religion and politics, because you get enough of that shit on Facebook or Twitter or everywhere from, from your back ass words, uh, family that haven't gotten with the, with the fucking times yet. <laughs> and the last thing you want is to tune into our podcast with a couple of whiteies that have more to say about those stupid fucking topics. <laughs> With that said, real quick, um, fuck Texas and their new backwards ass abortion law. Um, I hope that shit gets overturned. Uh, there's, I, I, I don't know if there's anything that I can do about it uh, without you know being the center of attention standing on the sidelines sandra bullock right um but uh yeah um just fuck all that shit just keep speaking out against it 
the more loud yeah. voices out there against stuff like that, the more attention it gets. And it's, it's yeah. 2021 folks. Wow. Yeah. Um, trying to recreate to, the handmaid's tale. Yeah. Um, like amidst everything that's going on, it's, it's like the opposite of the civil war, like the civil war was happening. And then a couple of guys got together and they were like, you know, what would be great right now? Some steak sauce. And they invented a <laughs> one. They came up with A1 in the midst of like one of the greatest uh, wars this nation has ever known. Hang on. Is that um, real? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you if you check the dates that uh, like, you know, how like a lot of uh, established, old, right? Established brands yeah. have like their established dates on it. If you check uh, A1 sauce, it's like during the Civil War times. Huh. And I read a funny meme one time that was like, I checked the date. <laughs> Of the, or check the established date what was going on at the time that a1 was founded and it was like civil war it's like you, in the midst of one of the craziest wars of all time you know what this country needs some fucking steak sauce <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what they need out there on the front line some goddamn steak sauce that's bet, what they that's need, a fun so. game i bet if you look at like the older products like coca-cola pepsi like the year that it was established or founded see what was actually going on in the world at that time i bet that's a cool yeah, with, game with coca-cola they were like how can we find a way to sneak cocaine into everyday <laughs> household food and beverage products uh, i know let's let's create a soft drink and we'll just put cocaine in it and we'll tell people it's something called caffeine. But really, it's cocaine. Well, there was no FDA back then, right? What did Upton Sinclair write the jungle? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know anything. I think about that was that. the book that brought about the the uh, the FDA's uh, coming about. Was did you, did you have to read that one in school? Did they make you read that one? I I don't think so. It's we, a rough one. It's about um, immigrants. I can't remember where they're from, but they come over to, to the States and they end up, one of them, Yorgos, the main character, ends up working in a meatpacking plant. And the descriptiveness of just mm. actually what was going on at that time is like, it's it's a rough read. And that's what I think that's what kind of brought about the FDA. If I'm totally wrong, don't at me. I don't care that much. I'm just saying it was a good book. And it's, it's one of those things that actually stuck with me from high school, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like our required reading in high school was kind of piss poor. (laughs) You mean the Tennessee public school education didn't serve you well, David? (laughs) Well, I didn't go to public school. Uh, Oh, really? I I feel like, yeah, I feel like I missed out by going to private school. Um, You missed out on a lot of fights and drug dealers, I can tell you that. Well, the only difference is that besides the reading material (laughs) is that (laughs) there we paid more for higher quality drugs. <laughs> we were like on that designer drug level already. I was not. I was a fucking square. Not an arc, but a square. I was like, mm, smoking weed like Yeah, me too. I don't want any of that. That leads to, you know, the devil. That leads That's the devil's lettuce right there. <laughs> Everything's the devil. Um, I talked just like that when when I was 17 years old, by the way. I believe it. I like a fucking twerp. Um, <laughs> anyways, so uh, so we had a Facebook poll uh, this this week, weekend, uh, that, that just wrapped up. And our Facebook poll, since we are kind of on the topic uh, of 
Disney and Disney parks and the, the new star Wars, um, uh, star Wars immersive hotel experience that we will get into here in just a little bit. Uh, I just simply asked, what is your favorite Disney park? Um, and I, I made sure to specify Disney world. Um, do you know if there are, is it just one park at Disneyland in California? Uh, Disneyland, California. The... I think it's just the one park. Like there's only the one okay. gate. Okay. But whereas, yeah. you know, Disney world has That's... the four gates. Yeah. That was the assumption that I was under. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the question. There wasn't a huge participation in this. Uh, it, I wasn't ex- really expecting there to be huge participation. Um, I uh, usually the more topical stuff, uh, especially around like Halloween time or the holidays, like that's what really gets traction. But uh, people did vote uh, enough to get a first, second, third, and fourth place. And uh, first place is uh, going to Hollywood Studios, which was uh, is actually my favorite. Yeah, mine too. That's uh, what I second... would have picked. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, second place is Magic Kingdom. Third place goes to Epcot. And fourth place goes to Animal Kingdom. Uh, I, I feel like this list is... I don't know. Zach, how do you feel about this list? Let's let that, you talk That tracks. That tracks. You think you think so? Yeah. I would have picked Hollywood Studios strictly because the first time I went to Disney, I experienced Tower of Terror. And that blew my mind. The first time I was probably twenty one, the first time I actually mm-hmm. got to like go because you grew up working class. Disney's not in the cards, especially now, which we're gonna talk about. But if it's sure. um if it was the if it was any other park, it probably wouldn't have hit me the same. But the fact that I got to do tower of terror first and saw like projections of like ghosts and like the whole thing and the amount of effort and detail that goes into everything. And then after that, I think it was like rock and roller coaster. That was like the next thing. And that was, that just, that just set the tone for everything. And Mm -hmm. magic kingdom is obviously iconic. So for me, that's second because you get a hot dog at Casey's, you see the castle, you do the whole thing. You know, there's a lot of great things to see and do in magic kingdom. Uh, yeah. Epcot, awesome, especially if you're with kids that are younger mm-hmm. that you can't like maybe do everything you want to do and ride the rides you want to ride. So you know, Animal Kingdom, yeah, yeah I understand why that's fourth. The only uh, redeeming factor that I've experienced there is um, Avatar: Flight of Passage, which is yeah, amazing. The, I, I've heard nothing but fantastic wonderful things about the avatar is it just ride or plural are, are there more than one <clears throat> a flight of passage and there's a um whatever the Wasn't river sure rapids. there was there's another there's another ride themed after it but no avatar flight of passage is just the uh the one attractive of itself and just the cue of that is just mm-hmm. so cool like they made the world that you're just in for that ride oh, as you like go okay. through the big tree and all the wildlife and stuff like that. And the, they, the sounds they put in there, it's just awesome. And then you get into like the stuff you see from the movie. I saw avatar a long time ago. I don't remember it, but it's like, it's like a movie set being mm-hmm. in there. And then you get on the actual attraction wow. itself and it's pretty special. Yeah. If you ever get a That's, chance. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard nothing but fantastic things about it. Um, the last time that, I was there. It was mine and Lindsay's belated honeymoon that we took in May of 2010. So 
the the Hollywood Tower of Terror and the Rock and Roller Coaster, uh, of course, were there. Those have been there for quite a while, but none of the Avatar stuff was there. Uh, none of the, uh, of course, that wasn't even out yet. That came out in what that was like 2013, right? Something movie. like that. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, like none of this the Star Wars Galaxy Edge, uh, Galaxy's Edge stuff had come out because that was just like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but we uh, like even though Animal Kingdom is is probably fourth on my list, like it's like pizza. Like there's no such thing as a bad time. Like we still had a blast at yeah. Animal Kingdom, and I fucking love animals and like going on. Uh, the safari ride and uh like god bless that florida heat um it felt like we're in the african savanna mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. just like gazing out at all the animals and i was like i kind of feel like i'm in africa right now looking at all these animals uh it was so an immersive experience just because of the heat but yeah i i loved it um when you so be- when you went, you said that was like almost ten years ago. Did they have the paper mm-hmm. fast passes? Do you remember like the little tickets you used to have to get? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think they were still operating off of uh, yeah, because smartphone uh, and the smartphones and smartphone technology just wasn't it wasn't there. there. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like. There yet. What I, the iPhone came out in what like two thousand and seven? I think two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere yeah. around there yeah uh so, yeah so this was only three years later so you know there was nothing to write home about in terms of how crazy um technology and apps uh would get uh, mm-hmm. like like it is now so yeah um but yeah uh well let's uh let's put a pin in that because we are going to talk more disney stuff uh here in just a minute uh, we do have a couple other um, nerdy topics, talking points to to get into before our, uh, I guess, our main event or whatever, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm making it sound super exciting, guys. Uh, <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, so I, uh, I wanted to talk about Shang-Chi, but I... I feel like I wanted want to discuss this uh, this Patty Jenkins thing that I had been seeing a couple times. What's that? In uh, I guess you haven't seen anything about this. Not yet. No. What is it? I um, I don't think it's necessarily big news, but I saw one article over the weekend, and I like, I was like, you know, the amount of articles that you actually click on, we're all at fault for it. Like we don't really click on enough because we kind of grew up on clickbait where you're just like, fuck that. Like, I'm not going to read it. I'll just read the headline and take it at face value. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like a good, good American. Um, And uh, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm not going to read in depth into any of this. Uh, But the, the headline and I'm paraphrasing here was like, Patty Jenkins says that uh, streaming services, uh, original content like original movies are like not like not good and they just they lack 
substance and value. And like I said, I'm paraphrasing. These are not actual quotes. Uh, I, I did end up actually going to read one of the articles because like I said, I saw one initially and I was like, whatever. But then I saw a couple more and I was like, well, damn, like, I guess this is gaining some traction. So Zach, do you, are, are you familiar with Patty Jenkins? Do you know who she is? No. Okay. So she's I've, I've probably dr- seen her face, but I, I, if I hear the name, I don't know. Uh, she's actually, for me, she's more of a name than a face. Like Mm -hmm. when I saw her picture, that was literally the first time I saw her face, but she's the director of the two Wonder Woman movies. Okay. And she will be directing the Star Wars, uh, um, Rogue Squadron movie, Mm -hmm. um, which uh, I mean, I'm I'm pumped for. I'm not exactly sure how I feel about her directing it. We'll see. Um, the jury's out, but uh, that's that's a whole other <laughs> topic. But yeah, so uh, I went to go. Uh, I read the the article, and then I what was gold were the comments, of course. Um, and it was just person after person after person shitting on her, like <laughs> you have the nerve to point out the flaws in Netflix's original content right after you release that heaping garbage. That was wonder woman, 1984. (laughs) I thought it was fun. I didn't. So once again, I'm, you know, I'm kind of acting as a conduit for these people's comments. Those weren't my words. No, I know you, you don't think that, but I mean, it's like, People, God, they're so harsh, aren't they? Just so quick to lash out. <laughs> I, I will. S- okay, so I'll admit I laughed my ass off, and yeah. I kind of agreed a little bit. Like I, I will say that I thought the first Wonder Woman was a bit stronger, um, mm-hmm. and I, I agree. Like I agree. I, I thought the acting performances actually in Wonder Woman eighty four were pretty good. Like I. I actually thought Kristen Wiig was uh, like in her acting role as the, that, um, that character and the, the villain, not too bad. Like I, I actually liked her and that, uh, that ended up being one of the more surprising things for me after watching that movie, because when I first learned that she was going to be the villain in that movie, I, I was like, she normally plays like the comedic lead uh, or, uh, you know, a character in comedies. Mm -hmm. And so I was like her in a superhero movie playing a villain, like wasn't, wasn't sure. But like at the same time, I was like, I kind of get it because uh, if you, if you think about it, like comedic actors have like a, uh, they're very diverse in, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Their their repertoire, like how how far their their acting capabilities go. You know what range. I'm saying? Range. Yeah, their yeah their acting range. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um. So so how did how did you feel about Wonder Woman eighty four? You liked it? I saw it in passing just because the wife was watching it and I was in the room. But I'll put it this: I've never seen a Marvel movie that I was just like I didn't like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a yes ander. Like they're all fun to me. You know, I, I never got like really deep into the anthology or anything like that. But every single one that I've ever watched, including that one, because I remember it, was it was just a, it was fun. I liked it. Like, it, 
Wonder Woman, uh, the first one that came out, I really, we saw that one in theaters. I liked that one a lot, but, um, yeah, yeah. it doesn't stand out to me as anything was just like, there's only one thing that I watched in, in that universe. And I think it was, um, one of the Hulk movies. I can't, maybe it was the one with Edward Norton where I was just kind of like, eh, maybe, this, maybe, this maybe is not a, that one. Wonder Woman is DC. Is it? See, that's yeah. how, that's how into it I am. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> You're the, doing the, great. I'm, I'm so proud of you. I'm doing great. Like I said, I've always been a casual fan of like Marvel and DC. I've never been deep into it, but I've never watched one. And I've seen, I think up to Endgame. I never even finished Endgame. I don't think, but I've never seen one that oh, I was wow. that I that I didn't like. You know what I mean? Okay. S- same with sure. Star Wars. I've never been deep into the universe, but I've never seen one where I was like, mm, I didn't like that. Of course you'd like it. Star Wars. They're all great, right? Every Marvel yeah. movie's fun. Yeah. Like it's it's a great time, especially if you can see exactly. It it, yeah, and that's exactly what they're there to be. Like Ted and I have talked about this a lot on the podcast. Like, there's a difference between a a, a popcorn flick and high art. Mm-hmm. in film and yeah. most I, I feel like most comic book and superhero movies are pretty uh they they are self uh um what, what am i trying to say that they, they know what they are they know where they're not uh mm-hmm. they know that they're not high art it's it's supposed to be entertainment it's supposed to be fun um and this is a soapbox that i well, it's there Try to sell tickets. To they're there to make uh, money. Don't get me wrong. There's still, there's still value in the art, but at the end of the day, it's supposed to be entertaining. They're trying to put yeah. butts in seats. So it's going to be explosions. Yeah. It's going to be high action. It's going to be the best story that they can put together. You know, it's going to be fast. It's going to be a lot of like stuff. It's not going to be right. the, the Irishman. You know, you're not going to get th- <laughs> three hours of how the Hulk feels or how, you know. <laughs> yeah exactly like hulk sad let's talk about that for 30 minutes <laughs> hulk teamster yeah um so uh next on our list is shang chi and so this uh this, i don't know if it broke any records up until earlier today when you sent me that uh that screenshot or that meme yeah. what, whatever that was uh, I, I it was, know Ro- that it it was, was Rob like, Zombie's post. Yeah. So before you sent me that, I was just under the impression that it like fucking blew up at the box office. Like people went to go see the shit out of this movie. Unfortunately, I was not one of them because Lindsay and I could not find childcare for our kids. No shocker there. No one wants to watch our kids. I don't blame them. Um, they are terrorists. Uh, we, we literally call our daughter Drax the destroyer, uh, and for good reason. Um, but yeah, up until that, uh, like two hours ago, you, you sent me that link. That's what did it say? Go ahead and fill yeah, in I have it gaps here. here. It was, uh, from Rob Zombie's official Instagram. Um, Shanxi smashes Labor Day box office record dethroning Rob Zombie's Halloween. So yeah. he said it took 14 years, but it finally happened. Big Mike was knocked out of the top spot by Kung Fu Master. 14 years is a pretty good run. Rob Zombie Halloween. So it knocked uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween off the throne for best uh, picture oh. as far as ticket sales on uh, Labor Day of a weekend. It's, uh... Okay, cool. It's going back now. Um okay. 
All right. So let's see. How how do we... Do you want to just take it from the top? Um, yeah. So from Rob Zombie's official Instagram, he says, it took 14 years, but it finally happened. Big Mike was knocked out of the top spot by a Kung Fu master. 14 years is a pretty good run. And this is... Um, uh, Sean Chi smashes Labor Day box office record, dethroning Rob Zombie's Halloween. That's what he posted. So it's pretty impressive. It, yeah. Yeah. Like impressive on both ends. Like I had no idea about that record. Like I, I, I didn't know that uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween was, uh, I didn't, first of all, I didn't know it came out on Labor Day. I, I kind of forgot about that uh, even though i did go see it in theaters and then i uh, i didn't realize that it held the the labor day spots for <laughs> for how long for 14 years uh that so that's pretty nuts um but yeah congratulations to shang chi for for getting that victory um that is fucking awesome and pretty sweet i, d- uh, I didn't know that was a that was a um achievement i didn't know that labor day weekend was some kind of special what do you call it uh some sort of mark that needed to be noted yeah i mean yeah i get i guess yeah i I guess it makes sense because a lot of people do have off Uh, it's a three-day weekend so it's just another uh another it's one more day one more opportunity to put butts in theater seats Mm -hmm. so um it makes sense that it's, it, it would be a big weekend for movies. Um, so, uh, yeah, but that, that's awesome. I'm really excited to go see Shang-Chi whenever I am actually able to go see it. Uh, hopefully here in the next week or so. So, uh, Zach, do you, do you have plans? You and your wife have plans to go see it? No, we're not doing anything until we can get our, uh, daughter vaccinated per the advice of our pediatrician because florida's doing great um as far as that stuff goes so <laughs> well um tennessee is right there with you buddy are they doing good too we are uh we're doing so good go, go he said with lead, heavy huh? sarcasm yeah yeah first <laughs> or last baby one. yeah yeah hey first or last hell bobby i was hot when i said that <laughs> you could be second you could be third. Hell, you could be fourth. Yeah, it's pretty much the sentiment down here, man. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're not do- we're that- not doing anything. Yeah, I'm not even going to get a- an annual pass to Disney since they reopened it until we can right. get her vaccinated. Just because I'm not going to pay for it, which we can get into what that's going to cost. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, I think this is our last. Uh, item slash talking point to hit on before we get to the main events. Um, and that is, this was actually just, uh, it was an alert on my phone right before we hit record. And that was, I guess, a, a teaser for the matrix Four teaser. Um, <laughs> uh, like it, I guess it technically is a teaser. It was like a minute and a half long and it kind of looked like two different clips that were spliced together Mm -hmm. um, back to back. Uh, But I think we're supposed to get a, like our first full trailer on Thursday. And Zach, I I don't know how you feel about the matrix franchise. Um, I, I don't know if you like them or not, but I am a huge fan. It's been a while since I've seen 
the the trilogy in full but i um i don't know I, I i yeah it's yeah, been I a really long time since movies. I've seen it too. Yeah, it's been, I don't know how mm-hmm. long it's been since I've watched any of those. I watched the first one probably two or three times. Like I liked that one for sure. Yeah. Uh, the second and the third, maybe saw them once. Um, fun movies, love it. Really good time, mm-hmm. but I'm just, I never really focused in on it. So this will give me a reason to sure. go back and actually relearn, which I, which is something I always appreciate an opportunity to go back and watch cool stuff and actually try to learn it this time instead of just passively watching it. But uh, the trailer or the yeah. teaser didn't really give us anything, did it? Did you get anything uh, out of it? I I'll tell you what I got. I got fucking hype. Um, <laughs> like I got chills. I'll so be you're, honest. Like you're into it, uh, dude. I am so fucking pumped. Like I. Keanu Reeves is no joke. One of my favorite actors. Um, you know, I, I know his, his acting abilities may leave something to be desired. I don't give a shit about that. I like, I don't give a fuck because the dude is literally Jesus Christ. Um, he, he, if you put, if you threw robes on him, he'd look like Jesus. Um, <laughs> he, he's, he's the nicest dude ever. Uh, he, he's probably one of the wor- hardest working dudes mm-hmm. in show business and so gracious with his time and mm-hmm. his charity uh he's just an all-around solid dude um and from what i've heard i you know i've never met him obviously but uh you know and i i fucking love the john wick movies they're so good very I, good very I good can't i can't get enough of them i'm pumped for john wick 4 uh that can't come soon enough, but the matrix four will definitely tide me over until then because Mm -hmm. I, Oh man, I'm not sure. So I don't know if you knew about this, like, uh, Chad Stahelski, the director of the John wick movies, he was actually the stunt coordinator for the first three matrix movies. And, uh, he was Keanu's, uh, stunt double. Uh, okay. for a lot of for a lot of the scenes so they had a long uh, a pretty solid and long history so when they hooked up to do the john wick movies that's that's kind of how they were able to make those so good is that they they already had that that history um but uh yeah like i i, I don't know i'm i'm just <laughs> super pumped for for all of that uh bring it on god damn it i'm i'm pumped that you're pumped sorry i heard a noise inside i wasn't sure what that was that's why i was like all over here no but if you're i'm pumped that you're pumped and i i like when people get excited about things because it gives me a reason to get excited about things and actually doing this podcast (laughs) gives me a reason to actually delve into things that i wouldn't have like it forces me to be more adventurous in that Mm -hmm. space because i i probably wouldn't have sought out things like that on my own because I'm just a person who after I get home from work, I'm going to put on the office again. <laughs> or if I have a day off, I need something that's just relaxing. You know, I, I, I shy away from new things typically. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it gives me a reason like um, the Marvel and I DC know, stuff. Yes. Yeah. Keep going. Mm-hmm. No, I, I wanted to let you finish. I, like I was saying the other day, like I get so excited. Like I just, yeah. I, I need to work on that. I need to be better at, like not cutting people off. Trust me. Usually so it's, excited. it's going nowhere. <laughs> it's, it's probably, it's, 
<laughs> just yeah, filling um, dead space because I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I I am uncomfortable. Um. So yeah, I but I do know exactly what you mean. Like that is an actual thing that a lot of people feel, especially nowadays, uh, with with just so much uncertainty in the world and so much fucking chaos, like it's it's totally normal to fall back on the familiar like the office or parks and rec or Mm -hmm. um community or or what have you uh you know just something that you're you you're familiar with that you know what's going to happen because it is it provides some stability and predictability in your world of chaos and unpredictability yeah Um, Not to keep coming back to it, but I mean, we've already lost people in our lives due to this bullshit. Like people Mm -hmm. are gone. So, I mean, we're all probably experiencing some level of trauma, whether Mm -hmm. you'd like to think about it or admit it or not. It's the reality. I I don't know if you've had that happen to you, but we've lost my wife's dad, um, a guy that we went to high school. You didn't, but somebody I went to high school with uh, is gone now who is Mm -hmm. 33 and healthy. Um, it's like, just, you see things like that just happening over and over and it's just like, ugh. and you want something comfortable, like the office or just a movie you've seen five times just after a day of work, something like that. It's like new things aren't really an option for us right now, at least for me. Like I, I, I'm not going to go to a theater. I'm not going to like, we can't go to Disney right now and see all the the new uh, shit. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, has been a major bummer. Um, you know, I, I haven't personally, like in my immediate family or extended family, haven't lost anyone, thankfully knock on wood, but uh, I've had friends that have lost parents or grandparents or relatives. Um, and it's, uh, it is a massive bummer to say the very least. Mm-hmm. And, and so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that things, uh, course correct <laughs> eventually. Um, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Uh, let's, let's talk about something that's like not a huge Debbie downer. Um, I have a puppy. We have a puppy. Oh yeah. <laughs> that puppy yeah, peed on the do. bed tonight. So that's fun. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Fuck that puppy. Fuck that puppy. I'm no, just, she's, she's fun. She's a, yeah. a golden doodle. So she's going to get big. We call her big bitch. Mm. She's going to be like 70 pounds probably. A big bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she's a big bitch. <laughs> That's what we call her. Yeah. We got a big uh, bitch. We got uh, Butters. He's our old dog. Uh, we yeah. got Dwight, our baby dog. He's our little Karen Terrier. So. <laughs> Butters she is on the way out. Karen Terrier? Yeah, Karen Terrier. Yeah. Like Toto. <laughs> okay. That's uh that's pretty good. Yeah. Um all right. So Star Wars, Galactic Star Cruiser. Yep. Let's uh let's let's talk about this. Um, did you look did you look into it? Like go online and look at the pricing and stuff like that? <laughs> I did. I didn't spend a ton of time on it. I, I'm yeah. not exactly sure how much time you spent on it. But I did look around long enough to find the pricing. They kind of had the pricing tucked away in there. It, it <laughs> took me about. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I think that's on purpose. Of um, course it is. They, they want to get you sold on the experience first and then slip that price in there. Uh-huh. Uh, 
be like, now do you want to go after now you've heard you how it? amazing it is or how amazing it's going to be? Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, I what I actually uh, I heard about the price point from another podcast mm-hmm. and uh, and I heard that price point before I really heard any details about it. So they gave me the broccoli first, even though I kind of enjoy broccoli. Um, <laughs> they gave me my veggies first and then my dessert after. Uh, but honestly, after reading a little bit more about it, like I'm, if I had $6,000 to, <laughs> to throw away, I'd be all about it, dude. It on sounds a, like on a fun, two nights on two on, nights on two nights. Hey, it does include a ticket to hollywood studios and uh galaxy's edge um yes it does so so you you do you do at least get that yeah so that's that's something you know and and that that covers all four people in your party but um yeah uh so zach i'll I'll let you talk a little bit about it i know that you looked into this as well so do do you want to tell us a little bit about the details that you found about uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser experience. Yeah, so if you go on the site, and I didn't take a lot of notes because I'm just going to work on the site because the way that they have it laid out is um, pretty good, just going from left to right on the tabs. So the mm-hmm. overview, uh, like under what's included, so the way they put it to you, the consumer, every Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser vacation package includes a two-night stay in a well-appointed cabin or suite meals excluding alcohol and and the opportunity to live your star wars story through exclusive experiences missions and activities and uh this is what you glean from that is this is supposed to be like a completely immersive experience and i i'll see if i can find it as i go so they actually encourage you to like dress up not i I don't know that it's full cosplay because they do specify somewhere on this site and i'm probably not going to find it that they do have an approved like site or vendor that's disney owned natch um for like things you Uh can wear so i'm sure you could get away with like some jedi robes but probably not a full stormtrooper um armor setup so probably not no i was scrolling down looking at uh the dining section uh, just one of the first few lines, the star cruisers, famous crown of Corellia, Corellia, David, is that it? Corellia, uh, Corellia, C O R E L L I A. Yeah. Crown of Corellia dining room is a bright and welcoming hall that offers breakfast and lunch daily before transitioning each evening into an exciting supper club with a lavish multi-course menu of both otherworldly and familiar origins. I guess that's chicken tenders probably for the kids. Uh, each the galactic evening, burger, <laughs> the galactic burger, uh, each evening offers a unique combination of elements like live musical entertainment, unfolding story, unforgettable cu- cuisine, and other surprises to bring your dinner experience to life. So they have, I guess the one eating area in this cruiser that they just transition between meals. Um, cabins and suites, the images that they have are impressive. Like if, if it's true to life, like this, it's cool. Like if you're a star Wars fan, this is, this is like the Valhalla, I'm sure because like the windows yeah. even looking out. So the whole thing is it's like, you're looking out into space. So the whole thing is like you show up mm-hmm. to like Disney world and you go up into space and you're just out there. Right. So, right. 
they they continue on your star wars story begins aboard the halcyon star cruiser mm-hmm. forgive me if i'm not saying that right um, halcyon that's correct yeah. They have uh, like an image of the ship, like what it's supposed to be. Like this is part of the whole fantasy and stuff like that. But um, yeah, everything is artist renderings right now. They don't have anything. So yeah, if you haven't been to the website yet, you, uh, I mean, all you're missing out on is artist renderings. There's no official photos. But even then, these, these are these are like inspiring of like, if it's anything even closer, it's like 5% of it. It's like, it's amazing. Like if you're a Star Wars fan, this is your yeah. stuff. So I'm going to, I'm going to view a sample itinerary and this is like where it gets like, okay, this is definitely modeled after like a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. So it's a, like we said, it's a two night, three day excursion. So day one and forgive me, I have to read this because, and, I, and I'll explain why after. Uh, day one arrival at turn- terminal 1 p.m. Uh, launch pod to star cruiser 115 to 130 p.m. ship orientation 145 to 215 p.m. Uh, light refreshments 3 to 330 okay uh, sabak lessons fun uh, 330 to 4 uh, muster drill like on a cruise ship 4 to 430 captain's reception natch 430 to 5 uh, dinner featuring live music okay 530 to 7 Outer Rim Regalia, 7.15 to 7.30. And then unexpected story moment, even though it's scheduled at 7.30 to 8 o'clock. Uh, for example, you might prove your mettle to join an elite smuggling ring or hide a stowaway to help the resistance. And this is something they work into the itinerary you're going to see where your decisions kind of guide the story that you're going to take through this Mm-hmm. Uh, two night thing uh, bridge training yeah. 8 to 8.45 and special atrium entertainment 8.30 to 8.45 so you can already see like everything's very regimented that you're going to do um, right. day 2 breakfast 7 to 8 a.m. Uh, airport shuttle to Batu, like you're going to go do the rise of the resistance and all that stuff in Hollywood studios, transportation to Batu, 815 to 825 star Wars rise of the resistance, 845 to 930 uh, story moment. For example, so this is like another, you get to make a decision broker, a deal for a heist or arrange to steal a ship from the first order, 930 nice. to 950. And it's a quick mission, 20 minutes, millennium Falcon smugglers run uh, 10 to 1030. Lunch at Docking Bay 7, food and cargo, 11.15 to 11.45. Transport shuttle to the Star Cruiser, so back up uh, 12.40 to 12.50. Lightsaber training, okay, 1 to 1.30. Droid racing competition, 2.30 to 2.50. Build model ship, all right, uh, 3 to 3.30. Sabacc tournament, uh, 4 to 5. So you got your lessons on day one. Now you're at each other's throats day two. Uh, Cocktails in sublight lounge, 5 to 5.30. Um, taste around the galaxy dinner, uh, 5.30 to 7. Another story moment, for example, put the heist plan into action or bring the stolen ship aboard and watch out for the first order. That's 7.30 to 8.45 and what they call a spectacular finale, 10 to 11. Day three, breakfast, 8.30 to 9.30 and launch pod to terminal, 9.30 to 10. So that's the end of it. Um, This is very regimented, as you can mm-hmm. see. I don't see this being a vacation activity, unless you're a mega fan. 
what if I don't want breakfast at seven to eight? What if I want to leave and go to Epcot or something like that? So this is a sample. Who knows when it actually comes to like life, what it's, what it's actually going to be. And Mm -hmm. I don't know like how much flexibility is going to be built into this, but probably none. I don't know. (laughs) The way they, the way they, they present this is just, it's a little intense. So, I mean, you better be a fan. And I don't know about bringing kids like young kids that aren't fans. Like, I think this is for like millennials who are just going to do it with their partner or like as a group or something like that. And we'll get into pricing in a minute, but I can't see somebody like trying to get kids to do stuff like this, especially like, you know, sub five years old. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, this, I'm sure as time goes on, they will release more and more details about uh, aging and stuff like that. Like who it's going to be appropriate for age wise. But yeah, like I can see, like you're saying, this isn't going to be appropriate for, you know, uh, some new parents that have like a three-year-old and a newborn. Yeah. You're going to bring them along just so you can experience this. I don't think that's going to work out well for you. Yeah. It's not going to fly. I see this being appropriate for kind of like you said, uh, like a millennial couple, um, or just your run of the mill, hardcore star Wars fans or parents that have kids that are around like eight and 10. Yeah. Um, I could see that. Like above, I would say above like six or seven years old. Like when, when you can sit them, when they can sit through the original Star Wars trilogy without getting up, except if they need a pee break, if they can sit through the original Star Wars trilogy, I can see how this would be appropriate (laughs) for them. If they're not at that point yet, if they can't, can't sit through the original trilogy without falling asleep, it's... (laughs) It's not, it's not the time to, to do this. Uh, I really, so. I really think that they're banking it. And we can touch on this later too, that the new generation of star Wars fans, like all the new content that's coming out is going to drive some of this visitation because when we get into the pricing, this is niche. It's very, it's very one time experience unless they like change it up. But we'll talk about that in a second. Right. So, yeah. What they present to you under like the start planning tab of all this stuff. It gives you like what's included two nights stay in a cabin or suite, uh, food and beverage ongoing, blah, blah, blah. You get to go to Rise of the Resistance, Docking Bay 7, and all that stuff. But it says planning your voyage, like how many people, blah, blah, blah. And it goes down and gives you a, a rundown of like what their standard cabin is, sleeps four to five passengers, uh, the Galaxy Class Suite, same four passengers, but it's a suite, so you get more stuff. Um, they say hair dryer. That's fun. Uh, grand captain suite, um, eight passengers, um, room configuration on that one, two queen beds, two berths, bunk beds, uh, for one adult each and two wall pull down beds for one adult each. So eight, eight passengers in that one, um, sample standard cabin rates. And here's where we get into the price and clench your butt cheeks. Um, so two, (laughs) two guests per cabin. And I'm going to use round numbers because they like to put it just under or over the amount to, I guess, soften the blow. So two guests per cabin, uh, $1,200 per night or $4,800 uh, voyage total. Three guests 
uh, per cabin, two adults, one child, 890 bucks a night for 5,300 voyage total. And keep in mind, this is a two night experience Four guests. Mm -hmm. The average for, you know, if you have two kids, this says three adults and one child. I don't know why it can't be two adults and two children, uh, 750 per (laughs) night or six grand, six grand voyage total. Um, it has a little note voyage departure dates, most weeknights. Um, I don't know why they put that there. Um, so for uh, six, take grand, out another mortgage on your house and you can go do it. Yeah. I mean, if you want to take out a loan, I mean, so for the diehard fans and I've been seeing like, I'm going to come back cause I'm looking at the site. I want to look at your pretty mug. So coming back, um, people who, are back and forth on this stuff online, like the die die hard star Wars fans. Some of them say, yeah, absolutely. I would pay that. You know what I mean? They were, everybody was speculating like a thousand bucks per person per night. I don't know that it's sustainable unless they like change something. How many times are you going to do this is, is what I'm wondering. Like if you, even if you are like a real star Wars fan, like how many times are you actually going to pay that money? Like how many times if you had it, like if you could do it, how many times would you pay that money? Yeah, I I don't know. I I think one of the reasons why it's priced so high is because it's probably a one and done experience or at least do it once. And then you're probably not going to go back for like eight to 10 years. Um, I think you're right. And then by, by then things will have changed. They'll have new missions, uh, they better things, things will vary where like, maybe you can, I, I don't know. There'll, there'll be more variation, but yeah, I mean, it is, it is pretty steep, uh, considering what you can, I mean, you know, you've been to the parks more frequently and more often than I have. So you can attest to the, the comparison and pricing, but you can probably schedule, uh, or plan a trip to Disney to go to all four parks uh, stay at uh, a Disney resort, one of the cheaper ones. Um, so you'll be on property for like four or five nights um, and book uh, airfare for six grand for like a family of four. You, you think that's pretty safe to say? Like you could do all of that for, for six grand? Uh, yeah, I would say you could probably do that without knowing what the price per day is at the moment because it's probably changed uh, since the last time I've been. But yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and fl- flights are relatively cheap these days if you're willing <clears throat> to fly on a low cost carrier, you know, something yeah. like that. But yeah, I, I would say that's fair. All yeah. in. Uh, you know, I, I we were talking about this last night uh, briefly on our little bonus episode you know i (laughs) i feel like if i had the money like i would want to do it uh i wouldn't want to do it until my kids uh were older though like Mm -hmm. you know they're they're uh, uh almost seven and five so they couldn't appreciate it they don't know what the fuck star wars is right now um my son charlie my oldest he has several star wars shirts he doesn't know what it means he knows what uh he knows what paw patrol is and he knows what uh like mario is and uh, you know other stuff I-, I think he'd have a blast at like magic kingdom 
uh-huh. and he'd have a blast at some uh, at at Universal. Uh, but yeah, Star Wars stuff he's not really tuned into now. But mm. um, anyways, like like I was saying, I, if I had the money, like I think it would be a fun experience, and and I'd do it. Yeah. But yeah, this is it's asking a lot. Um, so. I would have to have a reason. I, I don't see myself spending that money to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just, I appreciate Star Wars. I love watching the movies. I, I love everything about it. I'm just not, I'm not that fan. I'm not the target for this. I'm sure it's great. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's cool, but I want to do Rise of the Resistance. I haven't gotten to do that yet. Obviously, I, I want to do that attraction, but I, I just can't <laughs> see myself committing to that one, strict of a schedule with a small child, and two, just that price tag. I don't, I can't do it. Right. Yeah. It's a lot. Well, uh, that is not the only thing that we have to talk about. That is Disney slash star Wars related. You also had a couple other things that you approached me with when I was like, Hey, let's talk about, uh, the, this Disney world stuff. You're like, okay, well there's been some changes to like the fast pass system. And there's like some genie thing. I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, yeah. so you, you want to talk a little bit about that? Learn my ass. <laughs> I, I don't want to, but we have to like, no, this stuff is like, this is, it's confusing. It's got people in it. It's got the internet in a tizzy over okay. what they've done at Disney. And it's, I don't know. You tell me how you feel about it. So, um, previously you had like, when you, you were there like a while ago, the fast passes, like the fa- paper fast passes. And then it went yes, to like, previously online. on lost. Yeah. When <laughs> it went to like the online mobile stuff. And mm-hmm. I didn't get a lot of experience with that because we just started doing Disney since our daughter's been born. That's going to be like the thing with the family. So, but yeah, since even we've been there, um, genie uh, uh disney genie and genie plus is something that they're incorporating into the my disney experience app so disney genie is supposed to be like this um supposed to re- relieve some of the stress of like planning your time so it can like tell you what kind of wait times there are and have recommendations for what you should and go do or if you like want to make dinner reservations or wait times at restaurants and things like that i think that's like the intent of it um, that's mm-hmm. like a free thing they're just incorporating. So you just get that. Right. I, and I think it's supposed to like help people. So you don't have to plan as much because you know, or maybe you don't, whenever you come to Disney, you better plan. Otherwise you're going to have a bad time. Right. You, right. That, pretty much anybody knows that that's done it at least once. You can't just wing it and expect things to go well. So I think that's supposed to relieve some of that stress. Um, there is a paid option on genie plus um let me see what i have here um so 15 dollars per person per day so tack that on to a family of four and think about that uh 20 at disneyland california which is what they had for their um whatever their previous version of it was i can't remember what it was called so same price basically i think but 15 dollars per person per day um gets you one selection at a time for one of the, what they're calling the 40 plus attractions. So there's 40 plus attractions that you're going to get one selection at a time to go into what's called the lightning lane, formerly the fast pass lane. Okay. So it's a paid fast pass basically. And they, they beta tested this in France 
uh, Disneyland Paris uh, before they started doing it here. And everybody kind of saw it coming, right? So um, $15 per day per person gets you onto an attraction. Now, there's still the standby lines. You can still do that, okay? Okay. If you want to. Um, the ratio I have heard when they were doing like the original Fast Passes was uh <laughs> so i'm trying to get the the light meter on my camera to focus uh so oh, it actually it. yeah it's uh i need to fuck around with the settings on my camera because it just got really dark um for oh, the okay. people that may be watching this episode instead of listening anyways so continue. I, I, don't, I don't know how it's gonna pan out so the original ratio I had heard from some other, po- I can't remember where I heard it, but the fast pass lane to the standby lane was like mm-hmm. 80 to 20. So the standby lane was going to be like 80% slower than the fast pass lane was. So I don't know like how they're going to ratio it out or how you even do that. I don't know if you limit how many people can buy into genie plus to do this stuff. Does that make sense? So I, right. I, I and I don't know if like, Disney genie is just going to send the people all in one direction. So like, everybody sees that the wait times are down at X. So everybody moves across the park to this one and they, they all see the same thing on their app. So they all move here and there. So I don't know how this is going to affect the crowds. I yeah. guess we'll see how it plays out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if you purchase Disney genie, when you book your trip. So like if you're coming from Tennessee, you have to pay for like all four days. If you're coming for four days, does that make sense? So you can't just like pay for like one day and then, the next day and then the other two days you don't have it however if you do come down you can just pay for it for that day yeah i know <laughs> yeah i know uh i'm not yeah i i don't think i follow that at yeah, all yeah i didn't really follow it here and this was my take on it and i looked at a few different things so you can come down on your trip and just get it while you're here and just have uh, genie plus for that day Okay, but, but if, if you, you if you pre-order, pre-order it, you're ordering for all the days you're down here. Does that make sense? So yeah, so if you pre-order, uh, it's all or nothing. Okay, yeah. So if that wasn't confusing enough, there is a paid attractions. So this is basically a paid to ride uh, feature. Um, two per day. Uh, the price is going to vary based on a lot of factors, probably time of year, probably day of the week, probably time of day, I'm guessing. So this is like mm-hmm. Rise of the Resistance, um, Ratatouille that's opening up an Epcot, um, Seven Doors Mine Train. You're like high, t- you're high popularity rides, right? So this is going to be like yeah. you pay for a slot to go into the Lightning Lane. And people aren't sure how they feel about that. Um, <laughs> just because it's another like added expense, right? So, yeah. So I, I uh, these, these, these paid for rides that are like extra expenses, are these new rides? Like Rise of the Resistance fairly new, which uh, utilizes a virtual queue, which they will still continue to do. Like you can still try for the virtual queue for rise of the resistance and probably ratatouille which is what they're probably going to do for that too if that fails which it likely will because it's highly competitive and there's like tricks that people are using to like get the you know get get a boarding slot or a boarding group for rise of the resistance Mm -hmm. if that fails you can still pay um i think in disneyland paris it was like eight to fifteen dollars american per person so 
how bad you want to go on that ride. Okay. I guess is what it is, what it's going to come down to. Um, right. If you were a local or nearby and this wasn't like your one vacation to Disney that you're going to do ever 15 bucks per person. You didn't have kids that were like an extra expense. Maybe you pay it, you know, maybe it's not that big a deal, but for like a family of four that is coming from Tennessee, who not only had to pay airfare and lodging and $15 per person for, for the genie plus, And now they're having to pay to get on rise. Right. Like you see how it adds up. Like, yeah, it's, I think it was inevitable. It's not great. Um, there are some benefits, like the only benefit to staying on site like if you're staying on property or at a select good neighbor hotel, you can make your first individual selection starting at 7 a.m. from your hotel. So you don't need need to like be at rope drop to do it. Like you don't need to okay. be like waiting for it to open. So that's like kind of one benefit. And that's and so far, that's like the only benefit that anybody's like really seen to staying on property. Um, okay. Let me see what my note says here. Uh, no discounts for Genie Plus or individual attraction selection, the paid ride yet for annual pass or magic key holders. However, Disney apparently said they're working on enhancements for those folks. I don't know what that means. Um, I talked about the ratio, uh, the 20 to 80. We're going to see how that plays out. I don't really know. Um, there's a, there's a lot of unknowns um, for those who utilize this, the disability access service, uh, Disney mm-hmm. says that DAS is going to be enhanced. Again, they use that word with imp- with the implementing of Genie and Genie Plus. Uh, two new features introduced. Uh, first, you can virtually register with a cast member over video chat up to 30 days in advance of your visit, and you'll be able to select two attractions per day pending availability. And you have to make those selections two days or more out, so you can't do it like while you're down here. Um, and you have like a one hour return window. So you get a time slot. Um, mm-hmm. Also, if you're enrolled in the DAS, okay. the uh, disability assistance, um, you can make selections day of using the My Disney Experience app and get a one hour return window. So you can do that while you're here, I guess. So they say. Um, do you know if that extends to uh, individuals with autism by chance? If you qualify I mean, for whatever is whatever falls into the category of disability access service. So I'm sure they probably Mm -hmm. have some guidelines of what qualifies. Um, I I, I haven't, I haven't called or looked into that at all myself, but um, I thought the uh, pending availability portion of that kind of made me think of something else. So if you are paying six grand for the, the galactic cruiser experience and rise of the Mm -hmm. resistance isn't working in that time slot that you're scheduled to be there, which it has broken down a few times. Talk about some Karens, some star Wars Karens that are going to be pitching a fit. I would be pitching a fit six grand and I can't get on this fucking thing. Um, yeah, that would, that would be a real kick in the teeth. Yeah. Um, Like it, I mean, I'm not even planning a trip to Disney world anytime soon. And I like I'm my pits are sweating like I am. I am Bro. stressed. I'm stressed out right now, homie. Yeah, I, like, I'm, <laughs> I don't blame you. Like I had to watch a lot of videos and read some. So basically it comes down to this Disney Genie. You get it. It can help you plan shit. Genie plus $15 per day per person. You can get 
a lightning lane spot, I guess, to get mm-hmm. like a return winner to go ride a ride one at a time. So once you're in the line and you ride the ride or whatever, however they work the time slots, you can do another one. You can do that all you want, right? Now mm-hmm. for the paid attractions, it's going to be your high ticket attractions. No one knows what it's going to cost. It's going to vary by a lot of stuff. So like those are the three main factors, right? Just to put it in like plain speak until we see it come like in into the workings, probably around October 1st when the 50th uh, anniversary celebration begins. They'll probably roll it out around then to be like, hey, look at this thing, you know, whatever. But right, that's um, that's probably when we're going to actually start to see the workings of it and see how it actually plays out. Um, like I said, if you're a family of four coming from Tennessee, sorry, and we're going to talk about the new annual pass prices uh, here next, I guess is probably a good time to talk about it, but yeah, it's just getting more and more expensive. (laughs) They really, if you think Disney's trying to price you out, you're right. They are, they are trying to price you out (laughs) because the number one complaint is overcrowding and there's only one way to control that. If you're going to, if you're going to reduce the amount of more expensive, if you're going to reduce the amount of people, they have to make their money and they've lost billions over the past couple of years and they're going to want their money back. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think we're all getting a reminder that Disney is a corporation. Um, <laughs> they don't care about if, your feelings. <laughs> nah, not really. They don't, <laughs> they don't that they're going to get their money. And I, I do feel people cause people are like emotionally wrapped up in Disney and I, I get it. I do. So yeah. looking at the new annual pass program, Left to right on your radio dial, Disney Pixie Dust Pass, the Pirate Pass, the Sorcerer Pass, and the Disney Incredit Pass. And spoiler alert for you, David, you being an out-of-state resident, the Disney Incredit Pass mm-hmm. is the only one that is available to you. And mm, okay, thirteen hundred dollars for one person. Uh, 99 per month, um, with down payment. Yeah. is what it says here. Um, Disney pixie dust pass. will start at the lower end. This passes Florida residents and lets you sparkle with Disney magic three ninety nine plus tax. Um, if you look at the block out dates on this one, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty much all the weekends or anytime your kids are out of school, which is nice. So probably nobody's going to go for that one. Um, okay. Next up is the Pirate Pass, uh, six ninety nine, seven hundred bucks plus tax. Uh, blockout dates are a little more flexible, um, but again, it's probably not what you would want to buy. The Sorcerer Pass, um, if you're a Florida resident and if you're a Disney Vacation Club member, this is the one that's available to you, nine hundred bucks. Um, the blockout dates on this one are better. Obviously, you're moving up. And um, for the Big Daddy, the Increda Pass, uh, obviously no blockout days and 1300 bucks available to everybody. So if you were out of state and you wanted a an annual pass, the only one that's available to you now for mm-hmm. Disney World, 1300 bucks. Um. Look at everyone. It's all bad. (laughs) And you know what the real kick in the teeth is? They're making you pay for the uh, photo pass or whatever they would call that, which is just 
it was free. So it's a hundred bucks now, I think is what, is what I saw. So, uh, yeah, that's, I, that I don't, was, I don't even know what the photo pass is. It was like that. We never did it because spoiler alert. If you really wanted to, you can hand the cast member your camera and they will take the picture for you. So, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to do like, oh. the photo pass and like, get them to take it and then I, you buy the package. I gotcha. Okay. I, I remember doing that where yeah. they, they like give you, give you like the, the debit card looking thing. And then it like loads all the pictures on there for you. And then, well, yeah, now it's all on the app, right? It's all on the magic band or the app, I think, but yeah, I gotcha. um, you can literally just hand them their phone, your phone or your camera and they'll, they'll take it for you. So, yeah. Um, I think Universal's looking pretty good for a lot of people these days. <laughs> we, uh, Lindsay and I, are currently planning our trip. Uh, I think we're planning on going uh, next spring. I think uh, I, I'm gonna look closely at some of the the best dates and times to go. Um, post- I'll tell you this: uh, stay on property. Yeah, we we don't have any plans on staying anywhere, but on the property like yeah yeah we, well you get they I, I give they give you whatever their version of the fast pass is is included that's mm-hmm. why instead of having yeah. to pay for it which they charge a lot like for their their like fast pass for the day is like they've been charging for it and it's like staggeringly expensive like hundreds of dollars yeah I, i've heard but no like i with the experience that we had at Disney staying on property, we fucking loved it. We stayed at one of the cheapest hotels that Disney has to offer. It's the pop mm-hmm. century resort. Yeah. And it was amazing. The food was incredible. Uh, the pools were awesome. Like, you know, the, there's a, there was like a giant fucking Rubik's cube outside of our, <laughs> outside of our hotel. Like I was like, this, this place is, is great. I love it. Um, People forget, and, even though you're at a value resort, you're still at a Disney resort. Yeah, you're going to be yeah. okay. You're, it's, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> um, so, no, we're we're really excited. I know my wife is going to flip her shit whenever mm-hmm. we finally go and get there. Like, because, yeah. you know, what we were talking about this yesterday. I can't remember how much on the podcast uh, or and how much off. But, you know, we're both Harry Potter fans, but she's um yeah she she trumps me every time in harry potter trivial pursuit Mm -hmm. Uh, she just owns my ass she's like you don't (laughs) fucking know nothing (laughs) get out my face with that shit like spiking the football right in front of my face get that shit out my house um yeah and so she is pumped for this uh and once she uh figured out learned that we could pay uh like monthly as mm-hmm. as we go kind of like on credit or whatever she mm-hmm. was like uh let's go ahead and like check out now and i was like oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like we just bought a brand new car basically had like 1500 miles on it i was mm-hmm. like god <laughs> we catch a break for like a month it doesn't end um, buddy it doesn't no, end. It, you got kids. It, it, you're, you're done. You're done. Yeah. It in fact does not end. Um, all right. Well, was, uh, do you have any other, um, Dis- Disney news or should we segue into our shit that doesn't suck segment? Yeah, let's do that. I, I don't think I have anything else. Cool. Um, 
Well, uh, since you just did your uh, di- uh, delivered us the Disney news, I'll I'll go ahead and take the lead on shit that doesn't suck. You're you're familiar with our segment um, that is shit that does not suck, correct? Nope, no idea oh, what you're okay. talking about. Uh, yeah, it's quite possible that we weren't really doing it or doing it on a regular basis the last time you were on the podcast. So basically, you just throw out a recommendation for something that you have watched, read, seen, ingested recently with your eyeballs or your ears. Um, Anything, really. Uh, Ted and I, we usually do movies. Uh, So, um, but last week when I had Lindsay on, we both had podcasts to recommend. So really anything. So while I go, I'll let you uh, think about it for a minute and, uh, give you a, a chance to come up with something. Um, oh shit. Do I have something <laughs> <laughs> quick? Make something up. Shit. That doesn't suck. Now that I think about it, uh, let's see. No, I, okay. So yeah, I do have something. So I don't know what motivated me to watch this. Like, so for the last couple of episodes, my shit that doesn't suck has been, uh, American horror story. And Mm -hmm. I took a break from American horror story just because it wasn't getting any better. It wasn't getting, (laughs) is that your dog? Did you or, hear that? It it sounded like a wild animal. Scared the shit out of me is what it did. It's a chi- <laughs> it's a chihuahua. That's my uh, my parents' oh. dog. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> God, that scared me. I was like reaching for a gun. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> who dare? Uh, all right. Well, anyways, um, carry on. So yeah, so I decided to take a break from American Horror Story. Like I said, it wasn't getting any better. It wasn't getting worse per se but Mm -hmm. i'm just not enjoying it to the level that people promised me and god damn it i hold them (laughs) to their high high expectations so it came recommended but it wasn't living up to what you wanted i i ask a lot of my horror movies and at the same time not a whole lot but i like my horror to be like really mind fucky Either that or like really stabby stabby. Like mm-hmm. I like hereditary and then I like Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and there's yeah. Um, anyways, so uh, I, this is a very long way of talking about my shit that doesn't suck. Um, so I decided to revisit Final Destination, the original, because uh, mm-hmm. they are on HBO Max currently. I decided to hop on HBO max to see uh, what recently got added. And I, I don't know if they were recently added. I guess they were, but uh, at least the first couple are on there. And so I, I was like, fuck it. I haven't seen the first one in like, God knows how long I decided to rewatch it. And it's, it kind of holds up. Like, I mean, so obviously I'm, I'm recommending it. It was fun. It, I 
I'll be honest. I was high when I was watching it. Um, and so my, the wheels were turning. I was like, Oh, so this is like a metaphor for like escaping death and like the inevitability of death. And like, it just, the gears were turning at a, at a rate and in a fashion that they don't normally turn. So I was, it was clicking on different levels, Mm -hmm. um, that I just, uh, I cannot recall at this moment, <laughs> but goddamn, like it hit that that movie slapped differently uh, that night that I was watching it a couple nights ago. But um, it's, I was talking to Lindsay about this. Like it felt kind of awkward at first. Like it do- definitely does fall victim to that time period. Like I think it was released in like. 2000 2001 Mm -hmm. so you know that era of horror films were like it was just if nudity wasn't reigning supreme it was just really shitty acting and like teenagers making out and then all of a sudden someone would get hit by a fucking bus fresh Uh, fresh out of the 90s and all those tropes that came with that yeah um so it's it just parts of it felt kind of stiff but like like the the beginning scene where he has the premonition uh, on the plane of the plane taking off and then blowing up and that whole scene like it escalating like it was still pretty terrifying um and I, I I'm sure you can probably relate to some extent being an airline pl- pilot but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah it was it was pretty terrifying and um and so yeah that it was fun uh i I enjoyed the rewatch uh it's uh super silly the second one is just as ridiculous um if not more so uh so so yeah that's my shit that doesn't suck uh zach did you figure something out that uh you want to plug yeah i could i could put a few more or uh, a few different things and i'm trying to think i think i'll go with a podcast okay because I'm always looking for new ones of those. Um, are you familiar with Pete Holmes comedian? Yes, I am. Well, he's got a podcast and he's had it for a while called we made it weird. Are you familiar with that one? Uh, so I am, like I said, I'm familiar with Pete Holmes. I know he has a podcast. I'm pretty sure I knew that was the name of the podcast. However, I've never listened to it. So, well, if you want something that's, uh, obviously it's funny because he's a professional comedian who has other, Mm -hmm most of the time professional comedians on, it feels like, but you'll also have people like Rob zombie. I recently listened to an interview. I okay. recently listened to, uh, listened to an interview with Tim Ferriss. I think who's another interesting guy, but um, he's a very spiritual, spirit, spiritual person. Um, he talks about a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, they do discuss like religion a lot because he is like a self-identifying Christian, but more of like okay. a, more of like a spiritual Christian, not a white Jesus Christian. You know what I mean? Um, he's, he's, he's a very, Jesus. he's, he's a very interesting guy and he talks about spirituality in a way that just kind of really gets you thinking. Um, he's very passionate about it. Mm. I've learned a lot just listening to him and like, oh, maybe that's why I feel the way I feel or, you know, it, it kind of gets you thinking like, maybe I do need to learn a little more, more about what I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing. And, you know, maybe there is some validity in Christianity that, just shouldn't be taken so literally. You know what I mean? That's kind of what, like what I've been taking away from it because I've been so turned off by uh, being from the Bible belt, not being there anymore. Like um, 
and I know you don't want to talk about yep. religion and all that stuff, but I, I'm so turned off by anything that has to do with like religious conservatism, but it, he puts it in a mm-hmm. way that it's not bastardized. You know what I mean? So he's that's a, cool. A very interesting dude with a very good worldview. I'll put it that way. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. That's one thing I, I would really recommend. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. And what's the name of his podcast again? We made it weird. We made it weird. And he okay. has a lot of names that you would recognize uh, just through film and comedy. Jason Siegel was one I just uh, listened oh, nice. to. And like Bert, I think, uh, was it Bert Kreischer or Tom Segura he had on? Just names you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's been doing okay. it for years. Like you'll be surprised when you're scrolling back like, oh, 2016, 2015. Like he's, he's been doing it for a while. Oh, so. wow. And he's okay. really good. He's really cool. good at interviewing people, which is one thing that stands out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, I, I think we were talking yesterday about that, how interviewing people is like a legit skill. That's a like, skill. It, That's hard. And it, it's, it's definitely an acquired skill. Like some people are just naturally charismatic and mm-hmm. you know, that's good for them. Uh, but like interviewing, I feel like for the most part for 99% of people is an acquired skill. Uh, it really is like the awkward moments that we have just in this podcast, like the stops and the, uh, and like the pauses and stuff like that. He fills it in a way. And it's probably like being a professional comedian and doing like crowd work. Mm-hmm. It's not there. It's amazing to listen to him, like talk to somebody just cold. You can, right. like, they, they start the audio where they're walking into the room and they actually sit down and get set up and he's able to just make it flow in a way that's just like, wow. Okay. This guy's, he's good. Yeah. Like he's good. Right. Um, I mean, I, uh, I'd like to be so bold as to say that I didn't feel like any, any time in our recording today was awkward. Like no, it's, if I felt it's, it, it's because I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well that, that's fair. Um, and, and you know, I've been doing this for a long time. You've, you know, you, you had uh, slash have your podcast that, you know, you were trying to get up off the ground. No, I let um, that go. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. Um, it was, yeah, it didn't work out. Yeah, it, it's all right. Uh, but like, it, it's a, another big hurdle is the whole remote thing. Like mm-hmm. being able to do it in person Way is, better. is priceless like mm. the, it, you cannot put a price on being able to have someone come to your studio or your house or whatever and do it in person because mm-hmm. uh, there's just no substitute for that but thanks to technology we can do this i can see your pretty face and um yeah and, my and well-lit I, pretty face thanks to my wife's ring light yeah um I have one too. And it's, uh, well, the camera is being more of a bitch than, uh, <laughs> than the ring light or as Jesse Pinkman would say, bitch, bitch, science, I, uh, bitch. <laughs> I did order a stand. It's supposed to get here on Thursday. So I don't have to like be like leaning in and like, I'm sure this looks great when I'm like this close on like a TV or something <laughs> like that. But hopefully I'll be able to like be more back and relaxed. But, um, I, uh, whenever That's this cool. gets, whenever this gets done, and there's actually mm-hmm. like a couch back here. I'll have a much better setup and it won't be like so awkward right on. and close the whole time, you know? That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Zach, thank you so much again for coming back on the podcast. Uh, we, I, I greatly appreciate it. And thanks for 
dropping some knowledge bombs on us uh, in regards to Disney and as depressing as it, it kind of was to hear about all the price hikes. It's uh, it's still at the end of the day, interesting news. Um, if you, as long as you don't think about it too much. Yeah. And I encourage anybody to go read more into it or seek out people who just cover Disney professionally because they'll have more insight. Mm-hmm. And these, this was very just broad strokes as far as like pricing and like what it is and, I'm sure they can give you a little more detail, but that's, that's the gist of it. And that'll give you enough to go on. I feel like. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a lot of content out there. There's a lot of Disney related podcasts, Disney related YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know I've found plenty out there. It's there's a plethora of information. There's no lack of it. So uh, just go do your homework. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. like I said, Zach, thank you so much for coming on listeners. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, as always, I do very much appreciate it. Uh, like always, you can find us on uh, pretty much every podcast application that is in existence, including Spotify. Yes, we're on Spotify. Yes, we're on YouTube. Um, and we are trying to do more video uh, versions of each episode nowadays. It is slow going, but uh, hopefully in the next uh, couple of months, it'll be at a consistency of like a video, uh, a video for every episode. So yeah. Um, if, uh, if you like the show, please feel free to give us a rating and review. Uh, that's pretty much Stitcher and Apple podcast. I, I think those are pretty much the only two places where you can leave a rating and review, unfortunately, but, um, yeah, that, that definitely helps us out. If you do, uh, if you do that, um, Yeah, that's going to be it. Uh, As always, be kind, stay geeky, eat lots of cheesecake, and we will talk to you next week. Bye!